We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Excited to head out to the 610 hotline and be joined by someone we had on about this time last year, right around the AFC title game, heading into the Super Bowl. And that is Benjamin Solak, who does great work over at The Ringer. He's kind enough to give us some time. Benjamin, it's great to have you back on. I just have to start and ask, and you can be honest with us. I mean, are you getting Chiefs fatigue? Are you tired of the Chiefs? Well, no, it is funny. I get to do this every year in late January, right? <laughs> I get to put it in my schedule months in advance. That's right. Uh, I'm not. I like I like great greatness, man. I like great quarterbacks. I like Patrick Mahomes. He's fun to watch. I don't mind it. Certainly, if this were, you know, Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson, would I be devastated by the quality of quarterbacking? No. Like, that's really good football. I think any sort of Chiefs fatigue is just an acknowledgement that the rest of the AFC is really, really good. And it kind of sucks that we never get to see as much of them as, as, as we would expect to. But other than that, like uh, uh, Patrick, Andy Reid, like I'm an Eagles fan. I've loved Andy for forever. Like they're a very likable team for me. I, I got Patriots fatigue because I didn't like those fellas. So these guys are like, <laughs> so I don't mind it. Well, at least Andy helps you a little bit on that end. But when yeah. you when you look at these two teams, we actually both agree. We think the Ravens have the better roster. I know normally on the homer end, you'd say no, but I can't shake the Mahomes part of this equation. How close are these two teams talent-wise in your mind? Ravens are better, uh, but the Chiefs have been here. They've been here quite a lot, right? And and the 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 Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, they've earned that moniker where you don't really think you've beaten them until there's triple zeros up on the scoreboard, right? Like they're they're a sixty minute team, especially in the postseason. Uh, and you know, Mahomes has now lost what to one non Brady quarterback in the postseason. It was Burrow in this game a couple of years ago. Like it, this is a very hard thing to get done and so yeah Baltimore feels great they're the better team they have them at home right which obviously everybody else has been playing Patrick Mahomes has been uh in in, in Arrowhead as we very well know uh, and so they, they're in a great position to win this game they deserve to be favored in this game they play unbelievable balanced football they can run it they can pass it they can play defensively they have a nice uh defensive unit to deal with what the Chiefs are going to throw at them like master applies this is great for the Ravens they should win this game but 15 <laughs> on the other side and so you're going to you know you, you kind of just you have to remind yourself that that uh, beating him is a rare thing and that you have to approach the week as such. I think that that's the way you put it in your article over at the Ringle this week, which is when you were comparing him and Josh Allen, it's that 1% difference. When you talk to the people who cover the NFL, how do they describe that difference? Like, well, yeah, maybe they can both throw the ball as far or read things as well, but there's just something extra there that doesn't exist for any other person. How do the people in NFL offices describe that Mahomes factor? Well, it's it's belief, right? It's reputation. Uh, it's you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a, of a good example here. Like, I don't know when I when I sit down to eat two hamburgers in one sitting, I believe I can do it because I've done it plenty of times before, right? Like, I know that I'm sure. physically capable of doing that. Put those two hamburgers in front of my wife; she's not even going to take a bite because she knows that ain't happening, right? <laughs> for the Bills and for Josh Allen, like they've been in that spot so many times, nearly able to beat Mahomes that the entire drive where they might take the lead, you're just waiting for the hammer to drop. And even if they do take the lead, Josh Allen connects on that second and nine throw to Khalil Shakir, bills are up. You still think a hammer is going to come drop because Mahomes has done this to you, right? And so there's, it's reputation, it's belief. It's the fact that, okay, we, we had the wasp play, right, to beat the, beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. So if we get to third and 21 with the game on the line, 
we can all look around in the huddle and be like, oh, I remember that one time we were here before. Wasn't that fun, fellas? Like, the, the, you generate a reputation. You generate belief both internally and then externally from the way that other teams view you. The Ravens, like, the Ravens have so many reasons to believe in Lamar Jackson and so much reason to believe in, jo- in John Harbaugh and their team. But less than a calendar year ago, this team was debating the sort of contract they wanted to give Lamar Jackson. And when Lamar goes to put together a game-winning drive there in the playoffs uh, against, against Mahomes that he might do on Sunday – it would be his first one, right? He hasn't done it before. So you, 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 you are in, in uncharted waters, and you're just not as positive, as certain as the Chiefs are, they're going to be able to get to the other side. So it's a reputation thing. We're talking to Benjamin Solak of the Ringer. We know the, the last two games here in the postseason, the Chiefs' offensive line, maybe two of their better performances, but personnel maybe an issue with the Dolphins, and then the Bills is flat out that the Chiefs were able to, to attack some other areas on, on the defense. Now going up against Baltimore, where you got – someone with 13 and a half sacks in Matabuke, and then Clowney seems to be having a little bit of a resurgence now at age 30. With this Chiefs offensive line, when you look at what the defensive front is for Baltimore, how concerned should the Chiefs be? Yeah, the Tooney injury is big. Uh, and, and, and in the event that he doesn't play, Justin Matabuke, like you brought up, probably the best defensive tackle that nobody's heard of right now in the league, uh, a legitimate threat on the interior. The other thing is that Tooney, uh, uh, as a really smart and experienced guard, is just going to be able to handle and help a lot of the protection stuff, a lot of the randomness the, the Ravens throw at you. They'll throw the kitchen sink at you with, the, with their blitzes, and they loop, and they stunt, and they twist, and they bring guys from depth, and they rush a deep at the tackle and drop them into coverage. There's just a lot to deal with mentally. And it's always nice to have a guy who's been starting next to Creed Humphrey, who's been starting with Patrick Mahomes for as long as, as Tooney has, as long as he's played, to go on the sideline and say, yo, when they're doing this, they're doing that. And when this guy's moving, this is happening. And even live as the, as the Bolts are, are live, that guy will just feel a little bit better. Like, oh, this feels like this defensive tackle isn't actually rushing me. I wonder if there's a linebacker looping. Like, that experience is really beneficial to everybody in the line and to Mahomes. And so losing him is a big deal there against Matabuke. And then we've, we've seen enough Chiefs games to know this season that that tackle is going to be an issue for them, right? They've had a rotation there. They've had injuries there. They've had penalties at that position. And then they've lost outside rushers. Uh, and like you brought up, Jadavian Clowney, who's, you know, Clowney once every three years has 10 sacks. It's one of those, <laughs> one of those years, man. Like, he's, he's, he, he looks great. They, they, they use him in a smart way, and then they'll blitz off the edge as well. And so they're going to be able to get that edge pressure. They're going to be able to get Mahomes, you know, kind of land on that back foot and immediately have to go into scramble drill mode. And they can win from the interior, too. So this is going to be a huge game for Mahomes managing and getting outside of the pocket. This is not going to be the sort of game he had against Buffalo where he kind of just sits back there and dices them up. Like you said, they've been playing better. But I think against Baltimore, it's, it's going to be more of a Mahomes off script sort of a game. We just had a Baltimore guest on. He said he thinks their plan in Baltimore would be Kyle Hamilton on Travis Kelsey the entire time. Do you think that that matchup makes sense for Baltimore? Uh, I think that you'll see Kyle Hamilton over Travis Kelsey. I don't think it'll be an entire time sort of a thing. Uh, it's always really hard to shadow tight ends in general, like just structurally. That's really tough from a defensive perspective. And then I don't think Travis is the same player that he was when he was really warranting that, right? Kind of when those heydays of Travis Kelsey versus Derwin James in the AFC West. Like, Travis just isn't used as the same threat. He's not the same yards over the catch threat. They was just a little bit older, right? 33 at this point. Uh, and so I, I don't think that the Ravens will need to index Kyle Hamilton exclusively to Travis Kelsey. Hamilton is valuable to them because of the, the multitude of things he can do. Obviously, one of those things is I'm 6'4", I'm 215, I can run with a tight end. And so they're going to ask him to do that. But you don't want to take away the keystone of what has made your defense so good for so long, which is this versatility. They have uh, Kyle, uh, Hamilton and Marcus Williams and Geno Stone, three safeties who can all do a lot of different things. And so they're not going to – I don't think they're going to feel like we have to go in game plan-wise and make sure Kyle is opposite Travis all of the time. Now, first half's over. Travis has 786 and a touchdown. They might go into halftime locker room and be like, all right, 
worth sticking Kyle Hamilton on Travis Kelsey, right? You can get there for sure. But I don't think that'll necessarily be what they have to do, snap one, quarter one. What do you think about the running game for the Chiefs? We talk a lot about Baltimore, but the Chiefs have actually committed to it here in the last six or seven games. Can Pacheco, can the interior run game, can they take advantage of Baltimore that way? Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco is the most important player on the Chiefs. Don't get talked about enough. Uh, you saw when he was absent the way that they when, they when they couldn't methodically run the football, right? It was with Jarek McKinnon and with Clyde Edwards, the Larry John of the same in between the tackles presence. You saw that how that, that got them behind the sticks and really put the, the issues with their passing game in, in, in a nasty light. When they have Pacheco and they can stay in second and six and third and three, that's when this offense works. Uh, Pacheco is, is an excellent player. He is so valuable and he's creating yards after the contact. He's making the right reads. He's good uh, catching the ball, right? His receiving profile kind of lifted up there a little bit in the regular season. The, the win for the Chiefs this, in this game is an excellent running game. It absolutely is. And, and, and the Ravens have been t- uh, tough to, to be in the running game, but you don't want to be put in a spot. Like it, it, Ravens defense coordinator Mike McDonald, he's got a little bit of like college to him, right? DC to Michigan. He's all about getting you into third and pass. That's all he wants. His whole goal in first and ten, second and eight, second and ten. If I can get you into third and seven, I can beat you. So they absolutely unequivocally must stay ahead of the sticks. Number one responsibility is to not be in clear third and pass against this Ravens defense. They will kill you if you get, if they get you there. They're going to run the ball a lot in early downs. They're going to be successful doing it, I think, because even if you have Tooney out, you can ask the line to fire off the ball. You can give that ball to Pacheco, have him be the engine of your offense. And then when you're in pass situations, Mahomes' legs, again, so part of that, that running game is going to be a big factor for them. But I think key to victory for them is Pacheco activated in the running game. That's how they win this. Lastly, before we let you go, just real quick on the NFC side, if you are one of the these two teams, the Chiefs or the Ravens, who, who would you still rather face? Because I know everybody before would have said, well, duh, the 49ers. Is that still... Is that still the answer, or if the Lions were able to pull off the upset, how dangerous are they? I want to face Detroit, uh, uh, and I've, I've, I live in Michigan. I've covered this Lions postseason run. It's been incredible. They're a great team. They're unequivocally a good team. With that said, no team in the league gives up more explosive pass than the Detroit Lions do, right? They live off of being, off winning high-scoring games by, by a score, and if they're able to survive the Niners, they probably do it with a Debo Samuel injury and with uh, a couple of turnovers and some short fields and some fourth downs from Dan Campbell. It probably takes a lot out of them, right? It takes a little bit of luck. They then get to a Ravens team or a Chiefs team where they're facing an elite quarterback, and you saw what Lamar did to this offense. Obviously, Chiefs in week one, not as good, but both teams are very different now from what they were back then. Uh, you saw what Lamar did to this defense. You can rip this defense up for, for explosive passes. Uh, I would much rather face them than have to deal with the Niners pass rush, deal with that Niners uh, passing attack, all those weapons. The lines are a lot easier for me to get my hands around. I'd want Detroit. Benjamin Solak, NFL staff writer at The Ringer. Appreciate it as always. And uh, if the Chiefs get the Super Bowl, maybe we'll have to try to get you on before the game. Yeah, take care, fellas. Good luck to y'all. We'll see how it goes.